Welcome back, fellow jazz bums. Today, we got an update on the Acoustic Sound Series, their 2023 list dropped. So we're going to break that down. Um, before we do, remember to like and subscribe, leave your comments, let us know what you think about this list, um, and let's get into it. So the first one we already kind of know about, um, this has been long coming, Night Train, Oscar Peterson. Yep. I'm excited about this one. I've got an old beat up copy of it. It's freaking great. So um, this one's got his traditional, one of his traditional trios with him, Ray Brown, and Ed, Thig Ed Thigpen, the much maligned Ed Thigpen. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a classic record. Um, I read a little bit about it earlier, and I think most of the tracks are a little bit shorter because they were hoping to get some commercial play on the radio. So, yeah, yeah. what do y'all think about this one? Yeah, I'm going to get, I always keep, when I see originals, they're never in a good shape. And, I mean, the sound of the series is great, and I think it's, it's an important record to have. And this is still dragging from the year before, right? So Absolutely. There's a, there's The announcement's kind of, bringing some titles that need to, to be released to wrap up and, and continue. So I think this hopefully it's coming next month, right, Chris? Uh, it's coming on the February 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. So very Pretty soon. So along with the Tom Poet. Yeah. I'm very picky with the Oscar Peterson that I put in my collection. So, but this is one that, um, that definitely, um, should be in, you know, a jazz collection. Um, can we look at the, the track list? So what do we got here? <clears throat> Lots of like kind of, you know, R&B and just standards. George Alma, Night Train, Bags Groove, all kinds of stuff. And then the CD bonus tracks, I guess, Mike has, which we don't have, which is nice. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it was designed to be a popular record. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, every record is designed to be popular. Oh, yeah. They were looking for singles, right? Yeah. All these track listings. So are you going to get it, Jasmine and Mike? I'm undecided. I have a couple Oscar Peterson records. Um, I know this one is considered like one of his best up there with We Get Requests. Mm -hmm. um, so it is a good one to have, I would think. They're doing Bags Groove on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I saw that up top. It says that the liner notes, if you scroll up just a little bit, a little bit more. Um, sorry, my dogs are barking. Um, that the sleeve notes were by Benny Green. Mm. <clears throat> is that the trombone player? Can you click on that? Yeah, saxophonist, British saxophonist. Okay, got it. I'm not sure that's the same Benny Green we're thinking of. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, so that's yeah, the yeah, first it's one. It's really not, I mean, it's not new, a new. I think this was supposed to come out in 2021 originally. Yeah, so we've been yeah. waiting on that one for a while. So the next record, which I think everybody's going to be super excited about, or not everybody, but a lot of people, is, is this one here. It's Alice Coltrane. Journey in Satchadananda. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, consonants there. But anyway, so this is coming out, which is interesting because, you know, Mike at the in-group had asked Chad to put out some Alice Coltrane stuff in a video, I don't know, a year ago. And he's like, oh, I'll never do that, you know. But he put out that mm -hmm. Pharaoh Sanders, and now we're getting this. Um, the other thing that's interesting to me is that this is a super popular, like Vinyl Me Please reissue that sells out every mm -hmm. time it comes in stock. Yeah. So, yeah. So problem solved. So problem solved. There you go. So let's see if they have personnel here. So Alice Coltrane, Pharaoh Sanders, Cecil McBee on bass, Rashid mm -hmm. Ali on drums, Tulsi on Tanpura, and then Majid Shabazz on bells and tambourine. And then the second side has 
Oh, Charlie Hayden on bass, which is cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to pick this one up. I've been trying to get that Vinyl Me Please one. Whenever they have those uh, those Thursday drops, um, it usually sells out like within like less than a second. Um, and on Discogs, it goes for crazy money. So uh, I definitely want to pick this one up. Um, yeah, I've been just adding some of her stuff to my collection, and, and this is one that I'm really happy to see on the list. Yeah, I don't know what Penguin's problem is, but everybody else seems to like the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, penguin. They they can be pretty picky. Yeah. 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 So uh, this came out so after Tall the Al Dow, which just came on the Verve series, which is amazing. How does this compare to that? It's not as I don't know mainstream as you know the um, the previous release, mm -hmm. but I mean, I in my opinion, it's. I mean, I want it. I have um. I, I have a CD of it. Which is um, actually it's actually no a copy someone made to CD for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've been looking for the, the vinyl me please one also, and the price is just you know, ridiculous. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. What do you think, Felipe? It's great, John. I mean, uh, thought the Daoud uh, actually kind of turned me into a I was more receptive to her music. I I really like that record. Um, I want to learn more and get something else for sure. Yeah, me too. Sure. I think it's, it's, it's a must-have. I mean, it's such quality, a record that's very hard to find. No-brainer, yeah. I think. Agreed. The, the Pharaoh Sunder is already out, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that sounds good, too. Mm -hmm. I know Chad had said yeah. that it didn't sound that great, but I don't know what he was listening to because it sounded good to me. Yeah. Um, when he opened today's video, because he put this one as the first release on, on the series and uh, mm -hmm. on, this, on this new part of the series, and he said, yeah, it looks like a lot of people like this record. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if it works out and he sells a bunch of copies, that's just more you know interesting stuff that we can get. Um, I, as we go through this, I mean, I think there's there's some complaints already around on the Facebook groups and stuff about people thinking the list is boring and stuff like that. So I think this release definitely yep. fights against that those thoughts, but, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, All I right. There's some really good gems in there, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, next up we've got um, Winton Kelly Trio with Wes Montgomery smoking at the half note. Um, this record has been so a bunch of these have been released on the Verve 45 series that they've done. And I have me and Felipe both have that. I don't know if the mics do, but it's crazy. It's a crazy good sounding record. And it's just an awesome record in general. I have a, um, a Japanese um, a copy. So I'm looking forward to actually, you know, mm -hmm. replacing that copy with this um this new um this new reissue and passing my copy on to somebody. because um, yeah. I I really love I I love this album. It's just a you know a real uh, fun album, swing hard swinging album. Winton Kelly, um, you know, and Wes Montgomery, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's uh. An easy choice, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this record kind of rounds up some perfection there. Uh, I mean, the songs, the musicians, the recording, and not only the recording itself, but the, the way they play the music, the way that comes across. It's, it, it, I think this record is like a cornerstone. Everybody should have in their collection because mm -hmm. it, it is that good. Mm -hmm. And um, and just to reinforce what Chris said, many of those releases in the third year, third or fourth year. Of the series, many of those have already been reissued, reissued as 45s in the when the Verve when they had the subscription series. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear how this one sounds. I mean, I'm not going to get it because it's a 45, but I'm sure mm -hmm. it'll sound amazing. And, uh, you know, those 45s, I mean, I like some of them. I don't, I'm pretty picky about which 45s I'll buy just because they're 60 bucks. And also, mm -hmm. I just kind of really like the record to, to flip it four yeah. times, right? And I know a lot of people don't like that. So it's exciting to see some of these coming out as 33s. Um, it's got Paul Chambers and Jimmy Cobb along with Wes and, and Winton. So that's pretty, pretty and insane. Cal, yes. That's, yeah, um, that's Tom Miles. Yeah, yeah that's uh, the first Queen Touch. Got yeah. part of it. Yeah, part of it. Jazz Bones, Mike, what do you think about that one? Yeah, I think I'm going to pick it up. I don't have much West Montgomery, and uh, I definitely like his Riverside stuff. And he's doing a track, Unit 7, which is a Sam Jones tune, which is also on Down Home, this record, which is pretty oh, cool. killer. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it was recorded on a Cannonball Adderley track first and then recorded here second. But he's also doing some Miles stuff. I, I saw um, Damron's on there, and uh, the, the track listing looks cool. And I've heard so many good things about this record that I'm definitely interested mm -hmm. in picking it up. West Montgomery with in front of a rhythm section like that, I feel like that's that's how I want to hear him. No, for sure, yeah. I agree. All right, this next one, I don't know, I'm not as that excited about this one, but I'm sure other people will be. So it's Nina Simone, Wild is the Wind. So Wild is the Wind. I have this record as an original pressing. Uh, it doesn't sound that good. The music is beautiful, but I don't like the sound of the original record, a mono. That's interesting. All. It's it's beautifully recorded, mostly voice and um, piano only. Um, however, yeah, the sound is very muffled, like um, pillows on your speakers. So hopefully they're going to do a good job there. I'm super curious to, to listen to this one. Yeah, yeah, I think this is the one I'm going to wait until after it comes out to see what everybody thinks for uh, pick it up. Maybe what do you think? Uh, notes and tones, Mike? Are you interested? Um, I'm I'm probably going to hold off. On this one, um, I have, you know, it's, um, I believe it's part of a CD box set that I have. Mm -hmm. uh, I know the first two, um, um, Verb, Nina Simone's were part of that box set. So, um, I don't know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off. Eventually I'll get it, but I'm, I'm in no hurry to get it. You know, um, there are other things that will probably take priority over it. That makes sense. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to check it out. Uh, I do like Nina Simone. I like her early stuff on Bethlehem a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have enough of her. So I'll, I'll give it a listen. Um, I might pick it up. I'm, I'm unsure. All right. Up next, we have a uh, Stan Getz and Charlie Bird uh, record called Jazz Samba. This came out in 1962. It's a Bossa Nova record, of course. I I've got two copies of this already. So I'm not sure I'm going to buy another one. Um, it's a good record, but I don't know. What do you guys it think? Is, it is. I, I'm going to review my original two, Chris, and, and figure that out. Oh, geez, mono. I'm not sure if this one is going to be stereo mono. It would be interesting to to kind of to kind of listen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Charlie Bird. Charlie Bird. He 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 jumped on the, the Bossa Nova. He was the first one, and then he got Stan Getz into it, and then Stan Getz. That's um, true. Made it more popular. Yeah, but he he has a bunch of releases on. Um, on Bossa Nova. Yes. I mean, it's getting good reviews from all the different uh, publications. I mean, like I said, it's a good record. I don't know. It's another one that I'm just not yeah. super excited about since I already own two copies of it. No, to be honest, I prefer uh, Stan Getz in the record than Charlie Burr. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's my opinion, too. Yeah, it's Getz. I'm not super excited about it. 
Um, it's a, this is another thing that, um, you know, if it's a slow month, I'll, I'll go, I'll go ahead and, and buy it. But otherwise it's, it's going to be one of those that probably going to have to wait. I agree. The Charlie Bird thing, I'm more interested in the Stan Getz piece of it. I don't have many Bossa records. I basically have Getz Goberto and then the uh, Joe Beam Sinatra, and that's like the extent. So I do. it is an area of my collection that I've been wanting to grow. So I'll I'll definitely consider this when it, when it, gets, when it gets released, but I probably won't pre-order it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that's a good point. If you're in, if you want to get some more Bossa stuff, it's a good one. Um, there's a lot of Charlie Bird though gives me pause every time. I mean, I've heard the record, so I like it. But man, I got a bunch of his records that just aren't that great. Yeah, At least for me. Side, yeah. A little yeah, too, yeah. I don't know, easy listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, this yeah. next one looks interesting to me. It's Billy Holiday. Songs for distinguished French is like distinguished lovers. Okay. This there we go. distinct, this distinct lovers, yes. On Verve, obviously here. I mean, Billy's amazing, so I'm more interested in this than the Nina Simone, probably. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> For sure, right? And this has got Harry Edison on trumpet, then Webster yeah, on sax. Oh man, this lineup yeah. looks nuts. I have the I have the 45. This thing is amazing. Yeah, yeah. the 45 is great. Um, now I don't have my 45 with me. I I want who did the um, the mastering on that? The remastering. Uh, I think this is one of the isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so most of these are are Ryan K. Smith, and mm -hmm. then there's some exceptions with Bernie. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think. Yeah. No, yeah I, think I think the the bit the Billy and the Ellis. Yes, they are. Okay. okay. Hello, Bernie. Chad, yeah. Those were yes, originally so Bernie. I think that's what Chad said in the video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only thing you know, the only thing that sort of compelled that sort of pushing me to probably getting it. And, and it's not that it. You know, I just want to hear the difference in the two, mm -hmm. and you know, master the mastering choices. Mm -hmm. That's the. Um, I love the forty-five. It sound sounds great, and I just, I you know, I just want to compare them. That's, um, but I you know, I have the forty-five. I love it. I think it sounds excellent, and I just you know, I just want to sort of like you know, the jazz geek in me wants to just. Uh, <laughs> Mm -hmm. Here are the difference in, um, choices in the master. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, gonna pre-order that. Definitely. Oh wow, nice. Yeah. Hey Chris, can you show the um, the track listing on that one? Yeah, sure. So you got day in, day out, a foggy day, stars fell on Alabama, one for my baby, just one of those things. Uh, I didn't know what time it was. So five of the six I know for a fact are like Sinatra tunes that I'm very familiar with. Yeah. Um, and I've, you know, streamed these Billy Holiday versions as well. So, uh, I think this is pretty, this, these, this is a pretty killer album. So, yes, um, yes. definitely, I, I'm definitely going to pre-order this one. And the only Billy Holiday I have is I have a twofer of her stuff from like the late thirties or maybe it's the mid thirties. Mm -hmm. Um, and that stuff's amazing. I, it, you know, the fidelity is, is awful, but the actual music is just incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't. I don't have any of her later stuff, but yeah. given the track listing here and the yeah. and the um, musicians, I think this is this is what I'm going to pick up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this will be my well, it'll be it'll be my third copy of this album because I have the. They did a uh, years ago. They did a huge 
uh, CD box set. Mm-hmm. And what was good about the box set, you know, you have all the outtakes, you have the banner with um, Billy Holly and the musicians. And it really, you know, just hearing her talk to the magicians during the session, yeah. it totally blows away, you know, that perception of her, you know, just coming into the studio and, you know, just them putting her in front yes. of the microphone and giving her a glass of scotch and saying, sing. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's like, yeah. you know, she's like telling them, no, this is how this is how this song goes. And you know, stopping yeah. um, you know, mid-song, saying I'll do it another take. So. Yeah, no, it's great, Mike. I think all all those forty-fives that they did for the series, the mm-hmm. analog productions, did this one, Body and Soul, and the All or Nothing at All. That that's that thing is outstanding. I think it's yeah. over I mean, the top. Yeah, this is my you know, I say this period of holiday is my favorite um, period. Um, Billie Holiday, even though I like her stuff, um, you know, the younger period when she played with like the Basie band and all those guys, but this period as her skill as a, an interpreter exactly. of the song is like, is flawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Technically she's at the top of her game. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to pick that one up for sure. Okay. This next one is, is an awesome record. I already have an OG of it though. So I don't know if I'm going to get it or not, but it's, uh, Cannonball Adderley Quintet in Chicago, and it's on Mercury. So this is the first Mercury release we're seeing in this series, which is interesting. Yeah. These musicians would record Kind of Blue um, shortly after the session, basically. So it's basically the same band except for Bill Evans, right? So you've got yeah. Cannonball, Coltrane, Wynton Kelly, Paul Chambers, Jimmy Conn. So it's everybody but Miles. Um, I love this record, but you can also get OGs in decent shape for 20 bucks. Yeah. So, you know, something to think about. I may go ahead and buy a copy of this anyway just to hear, you know, how it, how it turns out. I just pulled this out because this is Mercury, which didn't MRC get absorbed into? I think Mercury. something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is another Cannonball. I do like Cannonball on uh, on MRC and Mercury. Um, mm-hmm. This is, I think this is his second record, second lead record. Nice. Uh, and it has a killer lineup. Uh, this one I've streamed before. Chris, you've shown it. I've been pretty interested in it. Uh, and you can, if you wait, you can find clean originals for a reasonable price. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I might go after an original. Um, I might pick this one up. Um, you know, a lot of times when uh, when these get announced, people like to kind of offload some stuff, um, you know, as they get their pre-orders up. So there might be a good opportunity to pick up an original. Yeah. What do you think about this one, Mike? Um, I, I'm definitely going to pick it up. Um, I have, um, I think Verve did like a, a, a CD series of this where it's in like the like mini album cover, you know, slipcase mm-hmm. that I have. I didn't think the sound was all that great. I mean, it was it was good. It was a little it's a little harsh. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to getting a vinyl copy. And um, I think it'll sound a lot better than um, my CD, which is you know supposedly remastered. Um, but I just I wasn't a big fan of the sound on it. Yeah, but you know, the group is you know killer. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm getting. It. I think there's not much to say about it. Right? So it's fair. I mean, Perfection. I and I like the record enough. I probably just buy it and then maybe do a comparison video. Yeah. Hey, hey. that'd be cool. All right, yeah. up next, this one I have never heard of, and it's kind of one that 
Chad said is kind of an outlier or, you know, something a little different compared to all the other stuff. So this is uh, Charlie Mingus called Pre-Bird. And apparently he wrote all these compositions before he ever heard Charlie Parker play. So that's the thing with this one, I guess. It's on Mercury as well. From 1961. And, oh, it's a big band, obviously. Real big band. Wow. There's some folks on this one. Any thoughts? Looks interesting. I never heard this. Mike, any any clues? I, I this is the one Mingus I do not have, and so I will be getting it, you know, because it's Mingus, and you know, mm -hmm. and I'm sort of completing, you know, the Mingus like you know major yeah. label release uh, releases. So, um, and, you know, I, uh, Mingus just fascinates me um, as a you know all around musician. You know, composer, band leader, you know. So that's a collection, right? Maybe you don't think it's just a giant yeah. band. Yeah, it probably is. That's, that, that's what I'm thinking. Collection uh, in a uh, one lineup per, per, per track, probably. Maybe so. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. They put together a bunch of 78s or something like this. That's an interesting point. Yeah, they all that's they all are, except for this one, pretty short, right? Like three minutes, four minutes, three yeah. minutes. Huh. Hold on. It probably tells us here. Yeah. Let's see. Composed before he first heard Charlie Parker. It's scored for various size large jazz ensembles and features many soloists prominent at the time of the recording. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's... Um, oh, here we go. Tracks 1, yeah. 2, 3, 5, and 6 recorded in 1960 and the others recorded late the day before. So, no, I mean, there's there are two big bands. Yeah. Maybe a little bit different lineups probably, but they're it's a bunch of big band stuff. Now I'm getting more excited about this one the more we look at it, just because it's kind of mysterious, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same way. I uh, this is one I was unfamiliar with and not particularly interested in until we kind of just took a look at it. So I'll definitely give it a listen. Um, looks pretty interesting though. Might be a sleeper yeah, of the series here. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful cover too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm excited that they're looking into Mercury. Yeah. Uh, that's new, so that's cool. All right, up next, we've got Ella. Fitzgerald sings the songs from the soundtrack of Let No Man Write My Epitaph. Um, <clears throat> Chad was really excited about this when he says it's one of his favorite records. I'm not familiar with it. I've never heard it. Now, who's the piano player? Is it Paul Smith? It's, it's Let's see. Um, oh, so it's just her and Paul Smith. Yeah, um, I'm buying it. I, I, um, I, I have this on... I have this on CD. Um, it's one of my favorite Ella recordings. And I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not a big Ella fan. I like her, but I'm not, I'm not as in, enthused with her as um, a lot of people in the vinyl community. Mm -hmm. I um, I think she's great, but I, I pick and choose the Ella that I buy. Well, you kind of have to, otherwise you'd have a hundred Ella records, right? There's just Yeah, that's true. But oh, you, know, what, you know what people say classic Ella. I'm like, huh? Eh, it doesn't really. You know, all the songbooks don't do it for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna buy this one. I didn't realize it was just her and a piano. I, I want to hear that. I mean, there's some cool songs in here too. Misty, Black Coffee. Yeah. Those are yeah. one of my favorite songs. So, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great. I think it's a great rendition of Black Coffee. It'll be interesting to hear that as opposed to the Peggy Lee one because I really love that record too. Oh, yeah. 
in the same yeah. series. What do you think, uh, Jazz Bones, Mike? Any interest in this one? Yeah, I think looking at it and hearing Mike's recommendation, I'm I'm going to pre-order this one. I, I, I like Ella. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And this looks pretty cool. I like Ella too, yeah. You going to get this one, Felipe? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think. Was this one the 45 series? I don't think so. I don't remember I don't seeing this. So. All right. Let's see. The next one, I have this record. I'm probably going to buy another copy of it. This is not the right cover for it that we'll probably see, but this is um, Oscar Peterson and Milt Jackson. Oscar Peterson, Oscar Peterson trio with Milt Jackson. It's called Very Tall. Um, it's from 1961. It's got Oscar, Milt, Ray Brown, and Ed Thigpen again. So it's the same trio as the other one with Milt Jackson on Vibes joining in. It's got work song on it, Mike. Oh, oh, very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Green Dolphin Street. That's, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think this looks interesting. Uh, so Oscar Peterson trio with Milt Jackson on vibes. I think um, I probably won't get all the Oscar Peterson stuff. So if I don't get Night Train, I'll be more likely to buy this and vice versa. Uh, I do like that Milt Jackson's on this. I got, I have to sample it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And I do like that they're doing. I was just talking on the live stream about how good Work Song is, that album and, and the title song. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd love to hear how that sounds. I'm, yeah, I'm going to get it. I, this is another one that they did, um, like one of those special CD reissues that I have. You know, you've got Milk Jackson, Oscar Peterson. You know, it's going to swing really hard. It, it's it's a can't miss. It's, a, it's definitely going to be an enjoyable, fun record um, to listen to. Yeah. I think it's one of the Oscar Petersons that you should have in your collection. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Coming from someone that does not collect a lot of Oscar Petersons. Right. I'm not a good person to talk to because I've got like 30 Oscar Peterson records. <laughs> I, I, have two, I have two Japanese pressings of they were Verve. Re, uh, issues of one of them is like Cole Porter and the other one is, is someone else's songbook. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're great. Those are good. I have some from the series as well. Yeah. yeah they're really nice covers too. I'm not going to have an Oscar Peterson like video at some point and show him Oscar Peterson records because he's up there for me. But um, what do you think, Felipe? Are you going to get this one? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I follow the series. So yeah, I want to have that one. I don't have. And, Oscar Peters, I think, was actually the first release on the series, right? With um, Oscar Peterson and Satchmo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Louis Armstrong. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, which is terrific record. Very good one. Mm -hmm. I think the Milt Jackson angle helps a lot too with this one because I've been posting a couple of different Milt Jackson like collaboration records and they always seem to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Like whoever Milt's yeah. playing with, like it's. Such and such with Milt Jackson. It's just going to be good. So, cool. Well, we what year? What year was that recorded? Sixty-two. Sixty-two. Yeah. And I always, yeah, you know, I always look at those like Milt Jackson collaboration or outside of NJQ is like, you know, his way to just like totally like let loose outside mm -hmm. of Martin Jazz Quartet. You know, he he doesn't have that mm -hmm. thing going on that he has with John Lewis. Yeah, he, he could just get in his blues mode and just be on an outright swing. Yeah, um, he can take the leash off. The yeah. Leash. yeah, exactly. Yeah. As much as I like MJQ, I mean that's what made MJQ work. Actually, yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. being consistent. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, we got three left. This next one I'm pretty excited about. It's Coleman Hawkins encounters Ben Webster. So mm -hmm. this was in 1957. Um, it's got another Oscar Peterson record. Okay. So we got Coleman and Ben on uh, tenor sax, of course. Oscar Peterson on piano. Herb Ellis on guitar. Ray Brown on bass. And then Alvin Stoller on drums, who I'm not really familiar with. But the rest of these guys are mm -hmm. out of sight. Yeah. So we're getting this one for sure. Um, any thoughts on this one? It's an it's an excellent um, it's an excellent yeah. recording. I I just I like Coleman Hawkins with other sax players. Hmm. Yeah. If you go oh, through his, Sonny Rollins, that's Sonny Rollins, and yeah. that is like yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. but you know, Lockjaw Davis. I mean, you know, um, it, it sort of it, it sort of brings out. I don't know the best in him. I mean, I think he he really liked that format. Hmm. I mean, he must have. He you know he returned to it a number of times. But, um, this is this is a really good recording. Highly enjoyable. You got two masters. They're really comfortable playing with each other. They're not necessarily. They're not trying to show each other up. It's not like it's not like a yeah. tenor battle, you know. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fifty-seven. They had both already won the battle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like for all time, right? Like come on. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So we're getting this. Or Mike, you, you say you're going to get this one too? Jasmine's one. Yeah, I'm likely going to pre-order this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's probably one of the higher up ones for me on this series. Okay, what do we got next? Mm -hmm. This one should have been out like six years ago or something. I don't know what's up with this record. <laughs> so this is Roy Haynes Quartet out of the afternoon. Um, it's been on the list forever. Uh, but this was like coming out till twenty twenty four. It's got Roland Kirk, Tommy Flanagan, Henry Grimes, and Ray Roy Haynes. Sorry, not Ray Haynes. Roy Haynes. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm definitely getting it. The only reason I can say that maybe it's it wasn't it kept being pushed back is remember they did the, those series of verve releases that were from a they were digital um from a digital re file and this album came out on that um, from that mm. releases because I, I have that's the one that i have okay mm -hmm. um Maybe that's part of the reason it keeps getting pushed back. You know, they're saying people have already bought it. They're not going to buy again. But that that was from a digital file. So yeah. the original, this is the original tape. But this is an excellent recording. Um, Rashawn, um, Roland Kirk, Tommy Flanagan. Is it Henry Grimes on bass? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roy Haynes. I mean, yep. it's. It's so good. I Moon Ray. I love even, you know, there's a, um, one song, you know, when they do the introduction and, and they play the drums and they go, Roy, and then goes, hey. That's awesome. It's amazing. It's such a good record. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm down for this one. You know, it's weird. I've seen this one. I think I've seen that that um, that version you're talking about, Out and About, and I just skipped it. I don't know. Some of the cover just didn't impress me for whatever mm -hmm. reason. I don't think I actually read who was on it though, because I probably would have bought it. But uh, mm -hmm. I'm glad it's coming out now, or a year from now, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 I uh, I definitely pick it up. I've streamed it multiple times already. Really mm -hmm. like the music, and I don't have any Rolling Kirk in my collection. Um, mm -hmm. That's something that uh, that I definitely want to want to add to it. So. 
I think that'll be cool. And the drums sound fantastic on this record. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely a pre-order for me. I think this and the Alex Coltrane are like the two I'm most excited about. Yeah. With the um with the one we just saw as a number three spot. The Hawkins, yeah. Yeah. So I see in the picture that Roland has several horns in his in his clutches. Is he going crazy on this yeah. one at all? Or I wouldn't say is I don't think it's I don't think he's going crazy, but I mean it's you know yeah, no, I don't know. I just, I just don't, you know, it's just so good. I just, I mean, I just, it, you know, he's, he's playing within the band, you know, it's a tight group. It's, nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is a version, they do a version of Moonray. That's also, I think it's Moonray, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, that, that's yeah, really Moonray. excellent. Yep. I, yeah. This is, this is just, this is, yeah. I mean, this is the one I really, been waiting for for quite a long time even though i have you know that one that's from a digital file yeah what do you think felipe i've been waiting for this record also for like two years <laughs> Hopefully. Cool. all right so the last one is interesting it's not on their website yet but chad showed it right it's for 2020 soulville yeah i've been webster soulville i've never heard this record um 1957 Let's see. Oh, it's him with Oscar Peterson Trio. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. a recurring theme here. Again, uh, Herb Ellis on guitar, Stan Levy on drums, Oscar Peterson, Ben Webster, Ray Brown. Yeah. Yeah. 57. Yeah. I mean, the reviews are all nuts. So what do we know about this record? It's very good. 45. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a must have. And you know, Ben Webster with the basically you might as well call him the Verve House Band. You know, you know, you know Peterson's going to be flawless in accompanying him, and mm-hmm. you know that yeah. that Ben Webster sort of breathy, you know, playing. It's mm. it's yeah. it's a must have. It's a no brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen this record a couple of times, like in the, well, the shop. By me has a copy that's like eighty bucks. It's an OG or something, but it's like beat to shit. So I just always leave it there, and so I'm glad I haven't bought that. But um, uh, yeah, just wait for this one. to me, even though I've never heard it. Yeah, I uh, I'll probably pre-order this one. I'm also gonna go um, on the record and say I am a fan of the song "Making Whoopee." I know that it's really cheesy and the lyrics, but the melody is so nice. I think. <laughs> I think it redeems itself by how like nice it sounds. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be pre-ordering this one. <laughs> nice. So, what are what are our thoughts overall? I mean, I'm I'm excited about some of these records. I'm not blown away. I think I think the Blue Note series. I mean, there's more records, but I think they're more exciting to me, except for a couple of these. But what do y'all think? Yeah, you said perfect. And one thing that we always talk like Blue Notes. Almost everything is going to be a heavy hitter. Other labels might be hit and miss. I think it's important that some of these records are being available again or for the first time in, in a decent reissue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're exploring the catalog, not only the Verve, but also some impulses that are really hard to find. Mercury, I missed a DECA on this. I don't think there's any DECA on, on mm-hmm. this year. Not this time. As they put, put back up. Uh, but I think the most important, nobody knew what was going to happen with the series. So it's, I'm really glad to see that they're keeping it going, which I think is yeah. the most important point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it seemed like we didn't hear too much from it and there weren't too many releases um, the end of last year. So it's good that they're continuing it. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, I look at this list as you know, there are some that you know titles that are, are that I really want and are sort of must-haves, and there are some that, I, well, I think that they're the things you want to complete, you know, to ha- have a well-rounded collection uh, around. You know, you don't, you might not say, okay, I, I need this right away, but you want you want that in your collection if you want to have a well-rounded collection a lot of these title yeah. um, titles you know they accomplish that yeah they're not as like you know you know they, yeah it's not it's not as they're not as as sexy as the blue notes mm-hmm. but you know you, you sit down and listen to some of them then you you know you uh you may change your you, it may your mind may be changed yeah that's fair yeah, I mean, I think I think they're all that we know they're all going to sound amazing, right? They're going to be quality. They're going to be done well. They're going to be mastered well. They're going to come in jackets that are made well. They might be too big for your your record sleeves, but that's another thing. Um, so yeah, awesome. Um, February third's not too far away. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say, remember to uh, let us know what you think about this list, which titles you're most excited about. Um, like and subscribe. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.